please be advised that the content of this show is for adults 18 and older due to mature topics and subject matter. Welcome all to another exciting episode of the Romantic Truth Podcast. Here's your host, my lovable ex, Jazen in Las Vegas. Hi everyone, Jocelyn with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas. Now, let's be honest for a moment, shall we? Some of you ladies 40 and over are alone. Some of you even 35, 28 and over are alone. And you're not ready for a full-fledged relationship. What you're looking for is somebody stable, that's decent, that's honest, that you could fuck and not feel guilty about. Let's face it, that's where it is for many of you. You want some dick, you want clean dick, but you want somebody that also respects you and someone that you can have a conversation with and someone where you're not at that point of tipping into a relationship per se, but you do have a commitment where only the two of you are going to be intimate. That's the ideal spot a lot of women would like to be in, especially after divorces. According to your messages and your email, that's what many of you are looking for. Because you just got out of a marriage, you just got out of a long relationship, and you're not really ready for the minutia and the bullshit associated with getting into another one. Understood. Where many of you ladies are having a problem is trying to explain that and communicate that to a man where you don't sound like you're a whore, slut, or whatever. Ladies, let me tell you something. The person that's going to label you like that or that way is going to be another woman. The only time a man calls a woman something like that is when she's cheated on him, usually. When she's betrayed. He's not going to just openly think, oh, you're a slut because you're horny and you want to have sex. No. We don't think of it that way. Because we knew we'll fuck it up if we say something like that because we don't care. You have needs like we do as men. So the modesty and the shame that the church has put on you for so many decades and so many centuries. Think about it. The people that don't want you to fuck are people you wouldn't want to fuck anyway. You've gone to church and seen some of these pastors. You've gone and seen some of these religious people. You don't even... Look, here's the thing. If we're honest with ourselves as human beings, we know damn well that crosses our mind. We try to block it out through work, exercise, getting involved in shit to deflect from those thoughts. Men and women do it. And we're bullshitting ourselves. And at some point, you're going to regret that you didn't follow through. Look, $3 billion worth of uh, vibrator and dildo sales a year? Don't you sit there and tell me that everybody is okay going to the gym, okay working, okay keeping busy. Bullshit, they have enough time to go and do their thing in that bedroom with themselves. Women going over to men's houses and seeing the socks stuck together. 
asking him why is his keyboard on his computer sticky. Some of you ladies are very efficient with those two middle fingers on your right hand. Let's be quite honest about this shit. Quit playing around. But that's what we do. We dance around things. And then we start getting serious about life when we get past 40. Because by that time we realize we have less time to be here and then we try to get right and think that, oh, well, you know, let me get myself in line so when I go to the pearly gates, Peter will be there to wait and open the door for me. Not necessarily. That's what we've been told, but that's not what we have experienced, have we? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be pissed when I die and all this shit doesn't happen. Well, I wouldn't be conscious, so how would I know? How would I be pissed? Because, see, a lot of this shit is projected by man. Your feelings, folks, aren't. They're yours. That's the personal space that you have in life that is yours. That's your property. Your feelings are your property. You can allow trespassers on it if you want to. But you got to remember one thing. If you don't investigate who's coming into your life and you just let those people come in and take over, they're going to impose their agenda. We could look at what happened in Guyana with Jim Jones years ago as an example. Sometimes you got to take control of your own destiny and quit going on automatic pilot. Quit depending on somebody else to lead you somewhere. That's the reason why I told you, all my listeners, you're not followers. I don't mind you subscribing to the podcast and following the show, but I'm not here as your leader. You're your own leaders. You think for yourselves. The only thing I do is provide tools to help you along the way if you need them. That's it. I'm not here to try to control you. I'm not here to try to guide you in a direction. The only thing I'm here to do is to share experiences from other people and myself and facilitate a dialogue. That's it. Nothing more than that. I'm not here trying to sell you to some kind of damn singles retreat, seminar, dating coach session. I don't even endorse psychologists or psychiatrists, and some of them have written me wanting me to refer some of the people that contact me on the show to them. Because I don't want to show any bias. Because... They got to go and get their own people just like I had to go out and get my own listeners. That's the reason why this show is not sponsored. It's sponsored by me, owned by me, and I run it. Because I didn't want any influences pulling me one way or the other. And this costing me money, trust me. But that's okay. Because it's for a good cause. Because if I had someone to share things with me 
as I was out there for those 30 plus years dating, it would have made life a hell of a lot easier. And guess what? It wouldn't, it wouldn't have benefited you in the sense that I wouldn't be doing this show because I would have avoided many of the things I had experienced. See, a lot of people think that when you get something for free that, oh, it's not worth it. That's a lie. The quality of something is what's important. It's not the quantity of how much money you get. There was a guy that's a, a podcasting consultant that contacted me recently. Said that, oh, you know, you could make over $100,000 a year at least on this podcast. I said, I can make a hell of a lot more than that. I said, but here's the thing. It's not about that. I made these people a promise in the beginning that the show would remain free. And I'm going to keep to that promise. And even if I do have to wind up getting sponsors because the expenses get higher, they're going to have to comport themselves to the show. I'm not comporting myself or this show to them. That's the way it goes. You can stand for something or fall for everything. It's up to you. It's up to you. Because I've listened to many of the other people. And see, I don't look at other podcasters that talk about relationships and dating. I don't look at them as competition. They have their own lane that they're in, just like I do. I can care less about their criticism mean nothing to me at all. You, the listener, are more important than anybody else. Now, let's get to the topic of the day. And the topic of the day is women and sexual expression. Now, ladies, here's what I'm going to inform you on from a man's perspective, one man's perspective. Other guys may agree with this perspective. Some may not. When you appeal to us on a total sexual basis, some of you want our non-sexual attention, as they would say. If you're approaching us on a sexual basis, you got the attention, period. Sexual and non-sexual. It's a combination of both. Some of you will have it even when you're not trying to be sexy. There are some men out there that have already got a narrative going, if they can talk to you, they're going to get with you, but not get with you just sexually. Some of them are looking at you as wife material and they want to wife you up. And ladies, let me tell you something. Some of you blow it with the attitude. Now, if the guy's coming to you and he's got a bag full of bullshit and you can see it a mile away, you already know how to filter him out. But some of you become so guarded that you miss out on some good men. And many of you don't know what the hell you're looking for. You're looking for a man that's got a lot of money. You got to make sure that that character is intact before you start looking at that wallet. Because your ass can wind up in prison with him. 
I don't mean literal prison. I mean emotional prison. Because that man will take every piece of self-esteem and every piece of dignity from you and put your ass in a cage. And then throw it in your face about what the hell are you complaining about? You're living better than you lived before. You have a car that you never could afford. You have access to resources you could never have and could never earn on your own. That's a hell of a way to live. That'd be... And the sad thing about it, when I was in Cali, I knew a lot of women that lived that way. Because they went for the money. And even though they had all that shit, the shit that they wanted, that they had worked their lives to get with this man. After they got it, it was a hollow victory. Because the only thing they had to show for it were the things. Emotionally, they were still fucked up. Because these men were not sharing their feelings with them, going out with other women, sharing their feelings with these other women. Asking them, what the hell are you complaining about? You got what you needed. It all depends on what you're going for, ladies. Ask some of these women that have gone over to these foreign countries where these people were paying exorbitant amount of money for them to be there and when they came back about how they felt about themselves. You go on YouTube, TikTok, and all these shows, all these uh, different social media outlets and see how they came out. They questioned their own being. They questioned who they were. They sold themselves for pieces of silver. You have to remember one thing. As a human being, even though it would cost $587 to make a human from scratch, if it were possible, I'm talking about not giving birth, but I'm talking about the components, where it was only $22 back in 1975. So you've increased in value as a human being in general, just on the parts. But what I'm getting at, though, is this. We have to think about it. You're more valuable than any amount of money printed. But a lot of you don't feel that way. And you allow materialism to outweigh your own value. You know, they talk about trafficking a lot. That's a big thing now. What they don't talk about is the underworld trade of trafficking. Because as most Americans and most Westerners, we're only fixated on sex. You know they're trafficking people for their body parts? Because they're more valuable than what they would get out of the person on the street. So you really have to think about your value. And the reason why I'm bringing this up, a lot of women bind their vagina with their personal value as a person. Ladies, don't do that. I know you've been taught that. Don't do that. You got to start looking at value in your whole self and not just that one body part. Because some of you are out there thinking that pussy is going to be your calling card. Let me tell you one of the worst things that ever happened to me. I was with this lady and we had been going out for about, ooh, we went on about nine dates. And she was fine. Very attractive. 
And for a moment there, I thought maybe wife material, possibly. And she would always let on about how good it was going to be when we got intimate and all this stuff. And I had gone longer with her than I usually would go with a woman as far as uh, getting some kind of exclusivity or commitment. Well, when we finally did the deed, I was grossly underwhelmed. And she saw the expression on my face as if to say, okay, what's next? She really thought that that was going to be the crescendo. That was going to be the catch-all. That was going to be it. I was supposed to be hooked. I was supposed to be pussy-whooped. Nope. I'm thinking another satisfied customer. Let me get my ass out of here. And at that point, she was so hurt because she prized that with other men. Because she thought that once she did that, oh, the relationship was going to take off. And he was going to be able to do anything she wanted him to do because of that. Because that's what she was accustomed to. Letting a man wait, and then when she gives him some, all of a sudden he's thankful. A woman's vagina is not a commodity on the market where they have the only manufacturing process. There are other women out there that are far better when it comes down to who they are as a whole person. In Western culture, they make it very difficult. In other cultures, it's a natural function. I just find it interesting how we have put such a premium on it that guys are going out, going to jail over it, killing each other over it, fighting over it. Makes no damn sense. It really doesn't. And there's some women out there that do the same thing over dick. Makes no sense. Another question, you never ask a partner, is this you, the best you ever had? Men or, men or women should never ask that question of each other. Because you're going to always get a lie. Or you're going to get an omission. You don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. That's the way it is. As I told you before, it's the whole person. That's the reason why people who get into relationships and they're genuine, genuinely in love with the person, they take the whole package. The guy may not have the best dick in the world, but here's the thing. She loves everything about him and she'll work around stuff just like he will with her. But I tell you guys, starting out, get the build of the woman that you want to be with. Then you look for the character. You're looking for all of the situations. You're looking for the character, the behavior, the situation she's dealing with, and expect an X factor, something about her that she hasn't revealed to you yet that may change your opinion about being with her. 
She may have that in the background. The reason for that is we are physical creatures as men. And we like a certain body type. Let's face it. And when we get that body type, it's a less likelihood that we'll probably want to wander. And of course, there's some men, you know, they don't even want, they'll just say, I'm, I'm down for any kind of body type. You're going to always have that category of people. But when you have that, it puts you, puts you in a place where, and ladies, let me tell you something too. Your makeup, your hair, and all that shit, okay, those accoutrements for you, the beauty uh, industry, and other women. As men, we're looking at the framework. You could have a, a woman with short hair and a big booty and big breasts walk into an establishment, and you could have the finest woman with the longest weave and all of that other shit, and that woman with the big breasts and big booty could be bald-headed. Men who are into women built like that, they're going to be into her. That's just the way it goes. Guys who are into weaves and all the rest of that, they'll be into you. It depends. Because I'm telling you, I'm never opening my wallet for a damn weave. Nope. Mm-mm. Honey, I need to get my hair done. Wear your natural hair, I'll take you to the beauty shop. Putting somebody else's hair from Bangladesh, India, somewhere like that, that's not yours, who probably may be dead, who knows? Uh-uh, ain't paying for that. I'll pay for you, but not them. No shade on the people that listen in the international audience, but what I'm saying is this. If you have to wear a wig, okay, that's fine. I don't have no problem with that. If you have alopecia, genuinely have alopecia, not just saying it because you went and put some glue in your damn hair, and all of a sudden your head, you, you got that, that damn ring around your head where you look like a pastor. I'm talking about those of you that genuinely have it. What's the big deal? There were women shaving their heads back in the 1970s. Walking around, they used to wear a thing called a skull cap. It was knitted. Guess what? They never have a problem with guys wanting to holler at them. And some of you ladies have complained about the prices of Hair care now. Setting appointments. Missing appointments, $35. I hear you complaining. But what you have to realize, most men will take a woman no matter what her hair looks like. You could just go get some cream of nature, put it on that, and guys are fine with it. You could leave it natural. Guys are fine with it. The reason being, you are the ones that dictate what we're supposed to like. We don't tell you what you're supposed to wear. And who tells you? The design industry, the beauty industry, other women. I never heard a consensus of men say, you know what, women need to wear more cornrows. No, you know, I think they need to wear more weave. No, I think they need to wear more wigs. No, I think they need to perm their hair. We don't care. Reason being is because we don't modify ourselves much. 
Hell, half of us are walking around with unkept beards, like my ass. Because as men, we just do what's convenient, what's adequate. That's the reason why we don't put demands on you, because guess what? Many of you don't put demands on us, and those of you who do, and the guys comply, what do you usually do with them? You marginalize them. Because you realize, you know what? He's weak. I can manipulate him. I can control him. There's some men that think the same way about some women that do that. Well, here's the thing that we also have to realize. Ladies, many of you are really nice as you are. And maybe you should take a minute and really start loving yourself instead of trying to find love from other people. And when I say that, I'm not talking this self-love bullshit where you trying to pick yourself out like you got to take yourself on a date all the time and be by yourself in order to love you. You can find somebody to share that time with. You don't have to do that all by yourself. Because the one thing that you don't want to do is become too centric in your thinking, in your beliefs. It's like you're in a vacuum. And then when it com comes into conflict with what's happening in the real world, you're kind of lost. You're kind of like, well, this is not the way it's supposed to be. Well, it's the way it was supposed to have been in your mind, but not in reality. And you don't want to get that, that disjointed. Taking a sip of ice, that water called ice. It's uh, blackberry flavor. It's really good. And uh, that's one thing that you want to look at for sure. Now, there's some of you ladies that are out there and feel as though you got to twerk every damn way to get attention. It's only one problem with that, ladies. When we see that you're that desperate for attention, or you're shaking your asses all the time. It's not that we're conservative. It's not that we are some kind of prudes. But we look at you as a follower because it's like, damn, how many other women going to do the same thing? And then, in some guy's mind, you become a commodity. And so, therefore, they don't take you seriously for a relationship or anything else. This is the reason why a lot of women who do that wind up with more dick than love. It's just the way it goes. Another thing too, that we have to come to a realization of. A lot of you ladies that get past 30, 35, 40, you've had your children, you got stretch marks, you got a fupa, you got hips, you got thighs, you got cellulite. That's the natural aging process. As men, we learn to accept that. But you know that the majority of men sleep with women that are overweight and marry women that are overweight? Because men are overweight them damn selves. We're one of the most unhealthiest populations in the world. I hate to say it, but I was kind of glad to get out of Mississippi. 
Life expectancy in, in Mississippi is one of the lowest in the country due to diabetes. Because really ain't shit to do but eat. No shade on, the st on, on Mississippi though. But we got to face it. We have to face it. So what we have to look at is about the quality of life and not the quantity of life that you live in. I remember when I'd come to work sometimes, some of those women, they had some good dick the night before. Boy, they'd be smiling. They'd be happy. They'd be wanting to do extra shit like buy donuts in the morning. But before then, some of them would be mad, angry, upset. Because they released that tension. Same thing with men. You sitting up there tensing up because you know your boss is an asshole. Then he gets in there one day and he says, Hey, why don't we go to lunch today? What the hell happened to him? It means things may be going well at home. But ladies, you have to decide how you value yourselves. That's very important. Because I don't care how thick you are, how tall you are, how short you are, how ugly you may think you are, there is a man out there for you. There, From what I understand, I don't know how true this is, but there was one study that was done that estimated that there were seven people for every woman, every person in this world. I think the odds are higher. You will find someone that is definitely into you. You have to be patient. And when the chemistry is there, when it's there, it's going to be less effort between the two of you to actually communicate, to get along in the initial stages. You're going to feel like you've been in a relationship for a while. And you guys are just starting out. You'll probably be finishing each other's sentences. Liking similar things. These things are known to happen. Now, there's some others of you that have gotten out of marriages, lost spouses, and you're not really looking for the heavy load of carrying on the responsibility of another relationship. But what you would really like is to have someone that you could be with intimately and not really have the burden of trying to qualify or explain things to people. And you're game for it as long as it's gonna work. Now, one thing that you have to realize in these types of relationships, take for instance, you got a casual friends with benefits relationship or something like that. You want it where that person doesn't expect any growth out of the relationship and neither do you. You're cool as it is. The one thing that you run across and the reason why many people wind up breaking up or losing their partner has to do with one wants to grow and the other one wants to stay static. One's dynamic and one is static. And, you know, you had this thing years ago. I remember it when they were really pushing the lifestyle choice of reinventing yourself. Oh, you need to reinvent yourself every three or five years. Fight me, that's bullshit. Because you're going to still have some of the core values there. The only thing you're doing is giving yourself an aesthetic makeover. Nothing more than that. You're still the same person. 
You can't make that over. You can't unexperience some of the things you've experienced. You can't unsee some of the things you've seen. You could deflect from it. You could try to put it in the recesses of your mind. But only you experience those things. Those things don't go away overnight. You get tired of taking placebos. And sometimes it's best to be who you genuinely are. It's more relaxing. You don't have to lie about things. You can tell the truth once and leave it at that. At its value. You don't have to go and tell somebody, I'm down to earth. Fuck does that mean? Everybody's down to earth. We all walk on it. It makes no sense. I'm going to be brutally honest with you. Whenever you hear that intro, that means they're coming in with a dig to make you feel bad about yourself. Instead of saying, could I offer a bit of constructive criticism that will help you? Big difference, isn't it? Even when I say keeping it real. Real what? You know, it's funny how they use that term in the hood for validation. Oh, he a real so-and-so. No, he's just like everybody else. He's got two arms, two legs, two eyes. But we've been working towards that meritocracy. We've been working towards that validation. We've been working on that shit 24-7 to try to prove what? Because when we die, nobody's going to give a shit. Everything goes away anyway, right? All the accolades, everything else. Do you become a memory? Then people quit saying your name after a few years and you're forgotten. You're in the past. Many of us can spend the rest of our lives trying to reach affirmation, approval, meeting someone else's standards for whatever reason, not being ourselves in order to do that, inconveniencing ourselves from really developing in the people that we need to be for us and then you feel like you've got the short end of the stick when you're on your deathbed. It's really sad. I remember when my father passed away. Just before he died. I think it was like two days before he passed away. And I stayed with him at the hospital up there in Grenada, Mississippi. And he told me, son, I had a hard life, but I had a good life. I wish you well with the same. And it didn't hit me at the time as to what he was telling me about. Because that time, I think I was in my early 20s. I just got back from overseas on the first tour. And I learned a lot from that going forward within the next few years. I said, you know what? My ass is going to travel. I'm going to go out there. I'm not going to be this guy that's going to limit himself on material shit that can be taken away or I can lose. I have a different agenda. And that's what I went with. This is the reason why today 
I don't need to date anybody with a damn bucket list. Oh, I want to go to here. I want to go to there. Take your ass home. I've been to many places. I enjoyed it while I was young. I'm not trying, trying to fight to be young again. I know my limitations. But I took my ass down to the store that time. In 100 degree weather, walking, trying to get the exercise. I realized, you know what? Let me sit down here because that heat vapor is kicking my ass. Then I realized, okay, I can't do the shit I used to do in my 20s where I could walk in the sun like that. At 100 degree plus weather. Nope. I have nothing to prove to anyone. Or risk my life. Some of you are in bad relationships. Trying to prove something. You're still there. I'm going to prove this person wrong. I'm going to stick with it. I'm not going to have any kind of blemish on the family record because nobody got divorced. It's your prerogative. But don't complain about the actual sacrifice you have to make in order for that to happen. And some of you ladies need to really lighten up on yourselves. You beat yourselves up too much. Oh, I'm just an old this or old that. You'd be surprised. Somebody may be interested in an old this or old that. So don't beat yourself up, tearing yourself down. No need to. There are too many other people out there that are willing to do it for nothing. They're willing to tear you down just to make themselves feel better. The other thing, bring it back to sex. There are some of you that are disabled. And you're embarrassed because you may not be able to do whatever you would like to do. It's understandable. But don't give up hope. There may be someone that may be able to do things with you. You never know. The hardest thing in the world is to find people that have the same situation or interest as yourselves. Who are sensitive about it. That's with anything. As I tell you, when I came down with glaucoma, when it hit that I had it, and I started taking the drops. There were some physiological changes that the doctor didn't tell me about that I had to learn I had to deal with. And then once I found out about it and confronted the doctors about it, they said, oh yeah, well, you know, when you have the surgery, all that is going to kind of dissipate. Okay. It would have been nice if you have told my ass that in the beginning. Side effects of medication. Some of you ladies write in a lot about your man having ED, especially in his 50s and 60s. There's an estimated 40% of men in general that will come down with erectile dysfunction. Now, here's the thing. Some of you have options. You have medications, you have shots you can take, you have surgeries you can have. Some of you ladies are frustrated being married and dating men with this. See, there's also a psychological impact for the man that you don't realize. Some men feel less than a man when this happens. 
Because I thought the shit was going to be permanent with me until after I got off the shots. I mean, not the shots, but the damn uh, drops. You want to talk to your doctors and find out what the side effects are when it comes down to medications. Some of them don't even know. They just sign for the scripts because the pharmaceutical reps come in and then they get a update from the doctor as far as what you're telling the doctor, the reps then understand. And then they tell the pharmaceutical companies about side effects. Now, a couple other things here. It's a psychological impact, and for you ladies that don't quite get it, some of you that have not um, had hysterectomies or other surgeries, you may not understand. See, some of those women who have had dealt with breast cancer and those kind of things, they have a different perspective on life after something so challenging. And I can tell you, it changes your perspective a bit. And it also changes in a bit your self-perception. Tell you, the lady that I was with, we had it. She didn't tell me. It was her daughter that had to tell me. And the family circled the wagons and put me on the outside at her behest, at my girlfriend's behest, because she was embarrassed because she thought she was less than a woman. And see, that's the biggest impact with any kind of physical ailment. Because, see, you're already in that whole realm of insecurity in relationships because what do people base things on? They base it on aesthetics. And so, therefore, it makes you vulnerable. And then when you go and look at some of the dating profiles and they say, I don't want anybody with a disability. I've seen that before. I don't want anybody that can't do this or can't do that. And then you have some of the people that are in our age range, 40 plus, that are taking medication, doing all these things, and then they're telling you in the same voice, I don't want anybody that's sick or broke down. And yet, they're sick and broke down. Or do you want somebody healthy to come in there that's just like the fat girl that wants the muscular guy? The likelihood of that happening is a pipe dream, but it happens. These are things we have to look at because it takes a heavy toll on us when there's something that you could do. One, because of your age, you can't do anymore like you did when you were younger. And then if you get an ailment of some sort, that further puts you behind the eight ball but you can't start going down that spiral of depression. You can't allow that to happen. And what that means is that your partner has to be somebody that's going to really understand and really work with you proactively. The last thing you need is somebody that's going to fold their arms and say, that's your problem. This is the reason why I focus so much on the quality of the person that you get with in 
any kind of relationship when it's going to be long term. Those are going to be the people that are going to have to endure some of the pain with you. And you with them. It's got to be reciprocal. Why do you think I'm so hard on reciprocity in the beginning of a relationship? Consideration. Because those are going to be the things that are going to actually carry the relationship through when, when times get really tough and hard. You can find anyone when times are good to be with you. That's not a problem at all. It's when the chips are down. That's when things are different. And I'll be honest with you. My best relationships came from when situations were not so great for me. When I met Monica, I was only making $8.20 a month. Had the best relationship ever because guess what it was not built on? The expectation of some sort of lifestyle that went with it. All those fucked up relationships I told you about, it's when things were going good for me. Because see, what happens then, you don't filter people as vehemently as you do when the chips are down. You know, I talk about going for what you want as opposed to what you need. Those people you may want when things are good may not be the people you need when things are bad. That's what you have to consider. And those of you who live in California, especially Southern Cal, you know about the fair weather friends. <laughs> Shit. Somebody tell you, oh yeah, let's go to lunch tomorrow. Tomorrow may never come. So that's the reason why you have to be very selective. Ladies, let me tell you something. If you have doubts about you being attractive after a divorce or something like that because your man has brought your self-esteem down to your ankles, please leave that back in the past because that was his opinion only. Fellas, same thing. Same thing. Because you go through the same shit too. When the woman's tearing you down, you feel downtrodden, you're paying child support, your boss is fucked up, threatening your job, you're mad on the job, you don't get along with a couple of the co-workers, and you gotta have that beer before you go home, you stop by the bar, hoping that your wife is asleep when you get home so you don't have to have an argument. And you're just sitting there coping, existing in a relationship. And a lot of you are in that situation, men and women. You're in a relationship and you're alone and don't feel like you're loved. You just feel like the only reason why you can see yourself in this relationship is when that person walks through the door. And you say, oh, well, at least I got somebody here. You get in those relationships where you're not getting anything back. And even if you share something with your partner, it falls under criticism, some sort of judgment. And so you go silent. And you start sharing these issues online with other people. 
just like many of the people write into this show and who leave messages. Too embarrassed to talk to your family. Too embarrassed to tell this to your friends because they'll make you the laughing stock or they'll spread your business all over the place. It's understandable. And no matter how you try to talk to your partner, how you try to dress it up, how you try to introduce your feelings, they don't want to hear it. And they gas you, gaslight you with that same bullshit that they learn and on many of these damn dating coaches about Oh, well, that's, I'm sorry the way you, I'm sorry about you feeling that way. No, you're not sorry about it. Because if you were sorry, you'd listen and not say it. And then after you listen, you'd give your response and try to interact with the person in order to see if you could make it work. But as we see, we get mad at each other. What, what do we do? We try to hurt each other. We go for those words that are really going to hurt. We become very insensitive to the closest person to us, which is a dumbass thing to do in the first place. Because you're putting your partner in a place where you could put someone on the street at that very moment. You could go and grab somebody off the street and they will have the same level of equality as your partner at that point. And what good is that for you? talking about talking down to them cutting them down making them feel like nothing years ago there was this guy that was talking about starting up this business I don't know if it ever got off the ground but what he was doing I think it was back in the 1980s he tried this and I had heard about it I never witnessed it but apparently people could pay this guy like $20 and they could insult him I don't think it took off. Then they had this restaurant years ago, or deli, or whatever the hell it was, where the guy would go and he would insult the customers. And people were going there. A gimmick. Folks, I'm telling you. You have a partner, and if you guys aren't getting along, you've tried counseling or whatever, and you're still at that point, you gotta look at what's the best for you and your children. And only no, only you know that. Only you're the one that knows that. Now I gotta play some of these messages. And I'll tell you what, I'll play the messages tomorrow. Because I've been on here long enough at 58 minutes, 12 seconds, and counting. So I just want to leave you with this. You have your own destiny. As you very well know. You can determine who comes into your life, who impacts your feelings, where you can go, where you can grow. All of these things are left up to you. You leave these things in someone else's hands, you're not living your life. Someone else is living it for you. And the only thing you are is a passenger in the backseat of your own life. You don't want to get that way. 
Because trust me, if you go to any of these nursing homes, there are people that wish they could have been in the front seat of their lives. And there are some now that wish they were in that situation. And I'm not talking about people with dementia, people that really have conditions where they may need assistance in that way. I'm talking about people that just aged and gave so much of themselves to everyone else. And they never had an opportunity to live for themselves. Those are the folks I'm talking about. I want you to take care, folks, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. And we're going to have the messages, and it's going to be kind of wild. We of Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given here is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes. In the event for professional assistance, please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.